and welcome back to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller back with you again, and we're going to go to Aspen. We're going to go right to the heart of Aspen. You know, one of the greatest things, one of the greatest benefits for me of being in that experience was not only the personal development, but my couple of years hanging with, getting to know, and skiing with, and developing a working and personal relationship with a guy by the name of Mark DeVault. Now, Mark DeVault was his birth name, and I've never called him Mark in my life, but his spiritual name from his kundalini yoga practice is Himmet Singh. That's part of the tradition that they do. We don't actually talk about that in this podcast, in this episode. Maybe we'll get to that in the future of how he became Himmet, but Himmet is his identity. And Hemet is just a wonderful friend. We became very good ski buddies, so compatible that we would just look at each other and know exactly their words were not spoken. Not, we wouldn't even point, and that's what we would go do. This is one of those relationships that I think if you have maybe 10 of them in your life, that's good. That's a good number. It's just one of those free-flowing, natural, mutual, supportive like, I've got your back, you've got mine kind of relationships. It's one of those that transcends friendship and becomes brotherhood. Hemet is one of the most grounded human beings that I've ever been around. And that was what I wanted to focus on here. You will hear the calmness in his voice, the grounding of his soul. And he attributes it 100% to his now nearly 30 years in Kundalini yoga. I've seen firsthand the impact that this has made on him, and in an effort to try to give you as many tools as possible to walk your journey, I wanted to make this tool available in your toolbox, and there's no better person to introduce it to you than my buddy Hemet. We were on a week-long camping and video shooting trip together in New Mexico, and we ducked in the Red River Convention and Visitors Bureau building, and they gave us a beautiful room to sit down and have a conversation. It's a pleasure to introduce you to my buddy, Hemet Singh. You met Kundalini Yoga almost coming up on 30 years. Yes. That's kind of scary. Scary and <laughs> encouraging. Yeah. You I were could... seven when you first met Kundalini. Oh, you're so kind, Thomas. <laughs> I started <laughs> uh, my first Kundalini yoga class in 1990. Uh, of course, being a guy, it was because of a girl. Oh. <laughs> met a woman at a barbecue, and she said, Oh, you like meditating? You like, you know, new age? thought and philosophy, you should probably try my yoga class. Now, this was after a life bottom. Oh, yes. I had I had my dark night of the soul. Well, let's take a step back and just because so many people can relate to the challenge. So before we get to the good, let's talk about that dark moment. Went through a very challenging, difficult, emotionally devastating divorce. And almost immediately after that, I uh, got laid off from a job. Uh, could not now, let's, let's go back on that, on the job thing. You... Yeah. Were an architect by yes training, uh, so I was in Dallas, Texas, right? Uh, as a as I say, uh, the canary in the economic coal mine are the architects. Yeah, you're the first to go when the economy drops. Yes, and this was that late '80s big nasty one, 1986. 
Yeah, that was the SNL crisis. If you guys remember, some yes. of you might remember. And Dallas that, it was, bad. was a wonderful place to live, but it got hit hard. Just had just bought a house, blah blah blah, and so I found I was in a really bad spot. When you just gone through a divorce? Yes, and so, I mean you were hit me here, hit me there. Yes, you were down. Well, my house got robbed three times in three oh, months. Oh gosh, yes. So I kind of took a step back. Uh, put down the bong <laughs> and said, what's, this isn't working. <laughs> what, the bong? <laughs> yes, like... <laughs> the bong, life. And the whole thing. Uh, actually, I told you this story. I'll tell it very briefly. Uh, I was reading the Sunday paper. I was going to go back to Wichita, Kansas. My brother had some work for me for a week and saw an article in the paper about Shirley McLean's uh, miniseries on Out on a Limb. really intrigued me. I thought, I should record that before I leave. I was driving out to Oklahoma to Kansas and realized, oh, I forgot to tape that. Ice storm comes in. Had to turn around, go back, walk in the door, turn on the TV. It just started. And it really intrigued me. Uh, long story short, I read a book and started studying and reading and practicing uh, meditation. And then my dear friend Terry introduced me to Kundalini Yoga. So you left Dallas, went, got a job in D.C. Yes. And uh, it was cool because uh, Majana and I were in D.C., not long ago, and I texted him and said, hey, where was that place where you guys met uh, or where you met Kundalini the first time? And we were right around the corner from it. So we walked over there and took a picture, and I texted him a picture I can't tell you how much that meant to me because that was where it all really began. So what was the shift? So you were down, you just knew town, no friends, by yourself, no family. Now you've got a new job. You've got to prove yourself. All of a sudden, you meet this new thing called Kundalini Yoga. It really covered everything I was looking for, but I didn't know I was looking for. I didn't go out looking for a spiritual teacher. Kundalini Yoga, as taught by Yogi Bhajan, he came to the United States in 1968 from India with his intention to teach Hatha Yoga, because that's what everyone was doing. But he was also a master of Raj Yoga. What's the difference? Raj is the royal yoga. Actually, I'll give you a quick example from a neutral source. Joseph Campbell, the great academic um, mythologist, sure. studied the yogas, and he said the Raj Yoga is the most challenging and difficult, yet the fastest and most fulfilling practice. Because of that, and of course, India had the whole caste system. This was for the higher castes. And though the Hatha Yoga was meant for the lower caste and for them to prepare their bodies and minds so they could do, eventually, the Raj Yoga. Kundalini Yoga is the brand name that Yogi Bhajan put to it. It is a Raj Yoga. There are other Raj Yogas as well, but this is the one that I was introduced to. R-A-J. R-A-J. If Sometimes it's spelled it R-A-J-A, but that's okay. Raj. Okay. But to answer your question, it just fulfilled everything. It's so complete. It's been described as a complete system. The pranayama breathing the mantra chanting using sound current, the exercises, very challenging, uh, moving the body with the breath. The Hatha practice is an energy balancing tradition. The Raj is an energy focused tradition. So it focuses the energy in certain parts of the body. And what makes it very special is we practice Kriyas. Kriyas are like the scientific formulas given to us by the master yogis. There's a Kriya for strengthening your aura. There's a Kriya for strengthening your heart center. There's a Kriya for balancing your brain. There's a Kriya for repairing your brain tissue, for example. 
walk back then to where you were in that environment. You know, so many people, especially who find this podcast because of the nature of it, have had a life bottom. So what did it do to help you start to make that turn? It connected me to my true self. It's a very vague, open concept. I just put it in more tangible terms. I walked out feeling better after the class than I did when I walked in. And it helped me through the week. I was in a very high-end architectural firm, very stressful, and it just helped me get through the week. I was doing martial arts as a side thing just to get active and get my aggression out and exercise. But the yoga helped me get into that space of feeling calm, connected, and starting to really feel like the meditations I've been doing for the previous few years I learned in Dallas when I was going through that hard time. The meditations were phenomenal. I'll give you an example. Uh, the meditations I was doing was just very simple. Sit in a chair, hands in your lap, doing long, slow, deep breathing, relaxing, visualizing yourself, getting more relaxed. And it was great. And then I'd get up and walk to work. These meditations use mantra. So we're chanting. So in my first class, the teacher goes, okay, now we're going to meditate. I go, great, I know how to do that. He goes, now we're going to do this, you know, odd such, God such, heavy such, non Jose bay such. I'm, what? I don't What does that mean? I can't. And so the first time I was like, well, how I, do you spell that? Yeah. What is it? First of all, what does that mean? <laughs> right. What am I saying? It means you're going to give your teacher all your money when you leave class. <laughs> oh, it's one of those. No, it was not. So the first two or three classes, I really wasn't connecting to the meditations. I thought, okay, then uh, well, maybe I think it was the third or fourth class. He said, we do this meditation. There's some chanting. I don't remember the mantra. At the end, he says, okay, just close your eyes. rest." And I go, wow, I'm in this space. I'm striving to get to in the mornings when I do my own meditation. Whoa. And that was like the aha moment of. Okay, now hold on. So you were doing meditations on your own, but just the quiet your mind, yes. close your eyes. But you weren't getting to where you wanted to get to. Some mornings I was. Most mornings I was not. This got you there like it, that. In probably seven or eight minutes. Wow. So anybody who's ever heard anything about Kundalini knows that it is it is like turbocharged. So you experienced that. This is putting your spiritual practice on fast forward. You're moving very quickly to your destination. Whatever your goals are in life through your practice, whether you want to be more intuitive, more connected to your family, more centered and balanced in your stressful job, you're trying to find the tools to get to your goals. And this is a very sacred, ancient technology of how to do that. I've been to many seminars, read many books. My apartment looked like a new age you know, bookstore. It, it, <laughs> so a lot of reading, a lot of studying. Well, you got into it. Yes. I embraced this thought, this thinking process. And this was, how do I do that? This was how get there and there's so many ways you know like i was saying earlier about the kriyas if you have a specific challenge in your life let's say for example you have a family history of heart disease you want okay this may be in my blueprint for my future there are things you can do in this yoga to completely alleviate the dna patterns that will maybe cause you a heart attack of course you need to eat well and exercise but nevertheless this gives you uh a tool to overcome. So I was going to ask you, why, in your opinion, does it work as effectively as it does? 
the energy-focused space practice and the fact that it is a complete system. Uh, anyone who is listening has any knowledge of the writings of Pantanjali. He was a yogic mystic. You don't even know if it was the 200 AD or 400 AD, but he wrote the sutras. Yeah. Those are essentially the yogic scriptures that we follow, and those were based on the Raj Yoga tradition. Oh. And they have eight branches, eight parts. Some of them are just very, this is what you let go of your life. You don't commit violence. You don't lie. You don't steal. And these are things you bring into your practice. You bring discipline, commitment. Then you also do the asanas, the yoga, the breathing, the pranayama. You work on meditation, you work on sensory uh, control. So if you're meditating and there's a, a car alarm going off down the street, you can block it out. Wow. And then that you keep moving up into the point, the eighth limb is called contemplation. That's where you can really get in that space of shunya, quiet mind. In the other traditions, it's called samadhi, the moment of aha, nirvana. Mm. And so you have this whole complete system in every kriya, every yoga practice. The yoga class or your, what you do in the morning, we call it sadhana, daily practice, involves tuning in. So you align your mind with your higher consciousness. I view this as the, it's, the mantra is Om Namo Guru Dev Namo. This is the password into your higher consciousness. Cool. And then you do some yoga to energize the body, get energy focused. You can be very specific on what the Kriya is or just do something very general. The reason we do the active yoga is to prepare the body and mind so we can meditate. And through the meditations, we get to that state of contemplation, which is the goal. If people wanted to know more, where would they look online? I would suggest going to 3ho.org. That's the website for uh, 3HO, and that was Yogi Bhajan's foundation. His group, yeah. His group. And you can find uh, Kriyas, uh, events. Uh, you can find teachers in your area. That's the best, rather than like just going off on YouTube and searching Kundalini and seeing what pops you up. You will find it? some very good teachers on YouTube. You will find some mediocre videos yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, that's what I was. Be careful. 3HO yes. is home base. And also be careful if you're looking for Kundalini Yoga, if that's your search. Not every teacher who's putting material online is a certified Kundalini Yoga teacher. Some people are actually kind of you know, grabbing the coattails of this and calling what they're doing Kundalini. And so look for a teacher that is uh, wearing white, <laughs> a white head covering, and they're turning in. And you can kind of just tell from the projection and their presence you know, that they're a yogi. Okay, now you do this amazing body work, and we really don't have time in this episode to talk about that. But if you ever make your way through Aspen and you want something spectacular, how would they get a hold of you for that? I think the best way is to email me, uh, himat, H-I-M-A-T, number seven, at yahoo.com. Okay, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. Plus... Himmet and I will be back in a future episode because we've been working on a kundalini project specifically for little T's. Brain health. We have so much emphasis in our lives and a healthy body, but we neglect the health of our brains. The kundalini yoga practice using the kriyas is remarkable in its ability to repair damaged brain tissue 
for example, from brain trauma, from concussion, uh, PTSD, also from disease or just old age with dementia, Alzheimer's, or just simple memory loss. And this is super effective. So we'll tell you more when it's out. Yes. This is going to be a cool program. Yes, that's what we've been working on this week here and in Red River. And we just got the most amazing shot. You'd want to buy the whole thing just for the shot that we got last night. We have a master uh, videographer and cinematographer <laughs> talking on the other microphone. He's being too <laughs> modest. It was, it was all him. All right. Some people might want to jump off of this interview now and we'll say thank you for listening. I want to ask you one more question, though, if we might. So this will be a holdover. Some of you might want to pop off. I wanted to ask you here about the, like we were talking about, people can search up Kundalini, and there is this aura around it of weirdos. You, like you were saying, you can get some strange stuff. My first experience with it was at a place called Golden Bridge in Hollywood, and you talk about a show, and I was blown away. But people could look at that and go, whoa, what am I stepping into here? Would you demystify this? Yes. Uh, one of my longtime students calls it kind of loony yoga. <laughs> okay. All right. Because, Explain. Because we're not always doing downward facing dog. We're not doing warrior one, two, or three. We're doing some stuff. A good example is called uh, elephant walk. You're standing, you bend over, grab your ankles, and walk around the room. Well, and, you know, you're wearing some of them. Sheik, Sikhs are wearing turbans. Yes. And, you know, I, stuff I wear like a white that. head covering to, so to cover my It's a little crown. different. It's very, it looks very different. And I've, as I've gotten closer into it, there's a purpose behind every piece of it. So there's that's, a reason. That's what really resonated with me. It's not just uh, like fiddle on the roof tradition that, that we do this. <laughs> there's always a reason. And Yogi Bhajan was very specific on the reason you wear white head covering is to strengthen your arc line. A line of energy goes over your ears like an energetic helmet. If you wear white cotton over your head, it amplifies your arc line. And that's your amplifier, your antenna to sending out thoughts and prayers and receiving love, wife, wisdom from the cosmic home office. Well, let me tell you something. And I told him at this just this morning, he hadn't, I had not mentioned this to him before, but, and we've been talking about this as we've been together here the last several days. Hemet wears a head covering. I don't. When I am with him, my intuition is hypersensitive. So I don't know if there's some spillover from that or what, or if it's just our kinship, our brotherhood, but I, my radar is like more in tune when I'm around you. Do you want the science behind that? Yes, sir. We have a pineal gland right in the middle of our brains. Scientists have found this little tiny little gland, like the size of a piece of dry rice, secretes melatonin. It's light sensitive inside this little gland or the cells have the same structure as we have in our retina. It's light sensitive. So when the sun goes down, it secretes melatonin in the brain, relaxes, sleep. The morning the sun comes up, secretes a different form of melatonin, you wake up. We get up in the morning before the sun rises to do our, our meditation practice. So by wearing white head covering, you're giving your pineal gland a little shade for the rest of the day. Oh, wow. So you're holding that meditative space, that calm, neutral mind throughout the day. At least I do until I start watching cable news and then shot. <laughs> Don't watch it. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> Hello. But the pineal gland is uh, 
the, the yogis, before they even you know, knew what the pineal gland was, they said that part of your brain is the, your spiritual center. That's what connects you to the cosmos, the universe, to the divine, to God, wherever divine definition you want to put to it. Yeah. And so science has found this is the center of our sleep patterns, or I'd like to say our enlightenment. Okay, so let me ask you this. If somebody were to uh, start wearing a head cover, what about women? Same? Absolutely. Same. Same. If they have a pineal gland. If they were to start wearing something white, how long do you think you would, it would take before you noticed a difference? I think you notice it. If you're doing a, you, uh, a daily practice, you'll notice it very, very soon. If you're just wearing it, you might just feel like, gosh, I feel a little bit more like my thoughts are held together. And this, what I wear is just a very simple, it's actually called a, a kofi. You see a lot of people who wear it who are uh, African Christians. You see the Sufis. Yeah. Uh, Muslims wear it during their uh, daily prayers. And so it has no specific religious connection, but it's used by lots of different traditions. The Sikhs, who typically wear turbans out in public, wear this when they're home just casual. Ah, okay. Yogi Bhajan said also, <laughs> I, I love this, because if you want to be outstanding, it helps to stand out. It's a good line. So if I'm walking around Aspen, going to the grocery store, or, or just walking around, people drive by and wave, hey, Himmet, Satnam, yeah. because I'm, I stand out. You're visible. And I've been meeting friends in the movies. I go, I'll be easy to find if you get there when the lights go down. Now, <laughs> now people who've been listening to this podcast who know my story know that like anything uh, cultural, anything organized is something that I'm a little spooked by. Talk about that because this does have, um, you can do Kundalini by just looking everything you need up online and just doing it in the privacy of your own home and do really well. You can seek out local meeting places like him. It did in Washington, DC, and you can take it on up. There are higher levels of that, but just talk about that whole cultural umbrella about this that, you know, to some might seem strange and some for you is like this. I've seen him off of the path. He just got back off of a week of doing nothing but Kundalini for about 14 hours a day. And, Wow. Yes. One of the reasons I'm in New Mexico is every summer during the summer solstice, June 21st, we have a sadhana celebration. Sadhana, again, is daily practice. So I go down to an area in the high mountains and do yoga with about 2,300 of my closest friends. It's a, a gathering we do every year. This was my 29th straight year. Oh, you are at 30 years. Yes. Wow. And what draws me to this every year is the community. I yeah. do my daily practice. Uh, There's just myself and another lovely young woman in Aspen. We're both Kundalini Yoga teachers. Yeah. So we really don't have a community. So I, I really am thirsty for this connection. And I'm not joking when I say 2,300 of my closest friends. It's like a family reunion every June. It right? is like your family. Yes, it is. And what really is empowering about it is you have – over 2,000 people chanting together, meditating together. The collective energy is very, very powerful. And this isn't easy. This isn't some yoga retreat in Costa Rica, doing yoga on the beach and going up and getting mangoes served to you. This is very challenging for camping. I failed. <laughs> I was going to go there, but thanks I for failed. stepping in. No, I tried. It lasted my, 24 hours. My little heart thing, uh, I just wasn't quite prepared. 
That's actually I can do a for, take two. Thank you for sharing that because it is very, very challenging. Yeah, it is. I tell people about it and they go, Oh God, that sounds great. I don't want to discourage them from coming, but I know that I have to prepare them. Yeah, for it. I thought I was ready, and just the just the uh, schedule is kind of what it's just. Plus, the energy can be all. This wasn't your case, but the energy can be overwhelming. Yeah, people come up and it's like this vibration is so high. I it's bringing up all my stuff. Yeah, this is what it does. Yep, that's all your anxiety, all your neuroses, all your mommy daddy issues, all comes to the surface. That's how you get it resolved. Yeah, I. Bring it up. I've got better stuff now, though. Yes. I'm ready for a take two. <laughs> we did a take two on our video shoot. Yes. And got it right. So maybe we can yes. do that. All right. Well, listen, buddy, thank you very much. We can't go ski right now, but we can go hike. Yes. I, would I think that's on our schedule do. this afternoon. Right. <laughs> We've been working very hard for about four and a half days. And now it's time to play. We got the, we got the shot we wanted last night. Now we're going to go play. And like we've said, I love you. I love you, man. Hemet's contact info is in the show notes, and we're going to be back soon when we release this yoga program that he was teasing in there. We'll give you a full introductory podcast on that when it is out. Thanks for listening to this one. I hope that you will take a look at Kundalini. I'm starting a practice in it regularly, and I hope that you will take a look at it for your own spiritual benefit. Until next time, enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.